This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Don't be afraid. Lock the doors. Turn out the lights. And climb into bed. It's time for Hillbilly Dead Time Stories. For some reason, schools and institutions of higher learning seem to often be haunted by former students, administrators, teachers, and even custodians. Perhaps there's an excess of energy attached to schools where so many young minds have worked at breakneck speed to absorb knowledge. Sometimes when a tragedy is attached to a school as well, due to a death either by tragic accident, homicide, or suicide, that aura of sadness clings to the old buildings as well. Such is the case of the Southwest School of Art and Craft in San Antonio. Many years before the fascinating cluster of old buildings located at 300 Augusta Street became home to the Southwest School of Art and Craft, it was a Catholic girls' school known as the Ursuline Academy. Its story is very interesting. The Ursuline Order was founded in Italy by St. Angela in 1535 as a teaching order. The Ursulines were the first to educate young women in Europe, Canada, and the United States. Their first school in America was founded in New Orleans in 1727. They brought education for young ladies to Texas when a group of them arrived in Galveston in 1847. When it was realized that San Antonio had no school for girls, Bishop Odin purchased 10 acres of land located along the San Antonio River and had it formally signed over to Erasmo Seguin. The bishop contracted with Francois Girard, a fine French-trained architect, to design and build a school on the acreage. There was a shortage of money in those days, so the building project moved along slowly, not really getting started until 1851. By then, the main building had been constructed, but not completely finished. The north wall was not complete, and some of the windows and frames were not yet installed. It was to this unfinished windowless building, filled with rubble from the construction process, surrounded by high grass and weeds, and infested with all manner of bugs, scorpions, spiders, and snakes, that seven sisters, four from New Orleans and three from Galveston, came. The women were accompanied by a French priest, Father Claude Dubois Pasteurville. The group subsisted the first few months on offerings from the local residents. 
It was some time before their supplies, cooking utensils, and other essentials would be brought by the stagecoach. The date that the group arrived was September 17, 1851. Father Dubois and the seven sisters worked almost non-stop until November 2nd when they were able to open their little school. The first children were of German, French, Mexican, and Anglo backgrounds. They spoke different languages, so they had to be seated at dining tables with those who could converse with them as they spoke their mother tongues. Gradually, they were taught to speak the languages they did not know. The sisters also taught geography, history, and astronomy. In 1852, two Ursuline sisters from Ireland arrived. They added art, allocation, and music to the curriculum. The Ursulines were a cloistered order. They wore black habits with large white headdresses and then winged black headdresses over top. No outsiders were allowed into the school. No men were allowed near the place except their priestly protector, Father Dubois. A beautiful Gothic chapel was built in the late 1860s, and a dormitory was built in 1866 to allow the boarding program to be expanded. The original school building was added on to in 1853 and again in 1870. The priest's house was added on in the late 1880s. A papal conference was held in 1900 that decreed the Ursuline Order would no longer be cloistered. This influenced many facets of the school. To the original curriculum were added literature, spelling, composition, arithmetic, physiology, and gymnastics. Young ladies were also taught to sew and embroider. And of course, they were taught to be little ladies, minding their manners and respecting their teachers and elders. Finally, because it had become increasingly difficult to maintain the old buildings, the sisters decided to sell their property and move to a new modern quarters. This was accomplished when they opened their new school in the northwest side of San Antonio on Vance Jackson in 1962. They finally sold the old academy property to the San Antonio Conservation Society in 1965. The society did a great deal of restoration and repair work at a tremendous expense. A few of the Ursuline sisters lived on the property even after the new Northside School opened. The last of the sisters moved out in 1965. Although the Order of Nuns moved to the northwest side of the town, it seems like the spirits of some of the founding sisters remained in the old dormitory and classroom buildings where they spent such a great part of their lives. Al Longoria has now retired, but the former security guard at the craft center said that there were many nights when he heard footsteps on the upper floors and stairs of the old dormitory building. As he sat on the first floor, keeping his nightly vigil, he heard little running footsteps, like those of little girls. Then, there would be heavier treads of adults as the nuns apparently rounded up their small charges and sent them off to bed. Miss Longoria, who sometimes came down to sit with her husband and keep him company, said that she also heard the footsteps on numerous occasions. 
The former chapel is now used for parties and receptions and, of course, is no longer consecrated. Longoria said that he could recall several times when champagne punch bowls had been turned over just prior to a reception, rather mysteriously. It seems quite apparent that the spirits of the sister did not approve of the alcoholic beverages being served in their former house of worship. Another story concerned a photography instructor who taught in one of the former classrooms. One evening when he was in a darkroom developing film, he suddenly was pushed quite hard from behind. He then saw a large, dark, shadowy form fly through the adjoining classroom and out the door. Some months later, he experienced another such encounter, except the misty form he saw float across his classroom was white this time. Explanation? Well, the nuns wore black habits during the winter months, changing to a cooler, appearing white apparel after Easter. Now, since it had been a cloistered order, with no men being allowed inside the building except for the priest, it is quite evident that the spirit of a sister who had once taught there did not approve of the presence of a male instructor in her old classroom. The manifestations that have taken place inside of the craft center indicate that the sisters were very protective of the place that they had lived in for so long, and they only returned with the most benevolent feelings toward the buildings. to take 